The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. A science week gets underway this month from November 13th until the 20th with events running right across the country in person and online. You can find out more at the Science Foundation Ireland website sfi.ie. One of the topics that's under focus this year is concussion. Dr. Lisa Ryan is with me. She's head of the Department of Sport, Exercise and Nutrition at Atlantic Technological University. Lisa, we often talk about concussion on this show and it is always in the context of sports and sports injuries. Is that too narrow a focus? Um, I suppose we would definitely um, feel that it is. A lot of the work that we do in sport and that a lot of the researchers are completing in sport at the moment is transferable across to the general population. In fact, a lot of the head injuries that are sustained can happen in paediatric and geriatric populations. Um, You know, for instance, with the rise of scooters, we're seeing a lot more individuals who are having falls and knocks and may sustain concussions. And therefore, all of the research that we're doing in the sport area can actually help with some of the recovery from those injuries as well. So tell me a little bit about some of the misconceptions we have about concussions. You mentioned the head there and head injuries. Obviously, that's the focus. But a lot of us or a lot of people certainly would assume you get a concussion from a blow to the head. Not necessarily. No, not necessarily. I suppose the way concussion is depicted, particularly a lot of times on TV programs, it's this very stereotypical, clear knock to the head where somebody often um loses consciousness, whereas the presentation of concussion can be very different in reality. A lot of it, uh, the the hit or the inciting event that we might call it may not be particularly obvious. Um, It may not be directly to the head. It can be to the body, for instance. In women, we know that they tend to have far more whiplash effects um, and quite often are not knocked out in inverted commas. So um, a number of different impacts on the body can either lead to a concussion or to subconcussive blows which can later then lead to complications. We've obviously talked an awful lot more about concussion in recent years. There's more focus on it, on the long-term consequence of it as well. To what extent are we still though grappling with how it impacts the body and exactly what those long-term consequences will be? Yeah, we're definitely, I would say, fairly you know, at the start of finding out around the long-term consequences of concussion, there's considerable debate about the long-term consequences of concussion. And depending on whether you're based in Europe or whether you're based in the United States, there are differing opinions. The one thing that we would often say to people is is firstly that for the majority of individuals that sustain a concussion, they will recover. Um, And one of the, the key factors is how people are treated after they have sustained a concussion. Some of the issues arise where there are what's called repetitive head injuries. So where you have repeated incidents and then when the brain isn't given adequate time to recover after those repeated incidents, that's when there may be long-term issues. It is in a relatively small percentage of the population at the moment, but that's not to say it isn't an issue. What we wouldn't like to see though is that parents are discouraged from allowing their children to play sports because there's now more 
emphasis on concussion. It's great that we're talking about it. It's great that sporting bodies are also funding the research, listening to the research and trying to then um, change their regulations, change their laws, depending on the sport to, to ensure that concussion guidelines are followed and adhered to. So we are making a lot of advances, but it is still very early days in concussion uh, mm-hmm. research, which is why at the Irish Concussion Research Centre at ATU Galway, we're very excited to be able to be involved in this research. Um, we also actually, as part of this whole Science Week, we have a number of different events. We have an event on women in sport and another event on the science of hurling, where we'll be discussing a lot of the evidence in this area. So you'd have no qualms about kids playing rugby, for example, as long as the guidelines are adhered to? Yeah, well, it's not just that the guidelines are adhered to, it's that staff that are coaching staff and volunteers are also adequately trained. So rugby, of course, is a collision sport. And like any collision sports, there therefore is a risk of head injury. And in the amateur game, so in community sports that people are playing every weekend, for instance, um, they... If you have any concern at all that a child or a player might have sustained an impact, the automatic effect is to remove them from play. Coaches, volunteers are not there to diagnose concussion. That's for medical professionals to do. So if you suspect that anything has happened at all, you remove them. Once that happens and once they then go for a medical checkup, then at least you're giving them a chance. Rather than what often happens is that perhaps a coach or a parent may come up to the child and ask them, are you okay to continue playing? And in that instance, if your first reaction is to ask somebody, are they okay? You've obviously noticed that something has happened. And if that, if that's, uh, if you've noticed that, you should be removing them from play straight away. So if our understanding of, of concussion as long-term impacts is still evolving, I assume our understanding of, of the treatment and management of us is evolving as well. I certainly know a few years ago, the advice might have been to just rest. That was absolutely yeah. it. Just rest for days on end and you'll be fine. <laughs> Yeah, and and you know, and that's that's still um, what a lot of people will. Um, it's a still a misconception in, con- on, in concussion, uh, whereas we now know that actually excessive rest is not um, helpful. So really, the rest advice is probably in the twenty four to forty eight hour period post concussion. After that, we know that a certain level of activity can improve outcomes. Um, And there are a number of concussion experts in Ireland. And if you have sustained a concussion, it would be important to try and access a concussion expert because, you know, just it is a specialist area. So not all um, physicians will have the same level of understanding of of concussive injury. Also, we now know and something that we've been doing a lot of research in is um, the whole area of how nutrition may be able to support athletes in the post-concussion phase. Tell me a bit more about that. Yeah, so what we have seen, and so we have a number of studies running ourselves, and they're also also in collaboration with groups in Australia and the States, where we've been looking at things like omega-3s. So these are polyunsaturated fatty acids, for instance, that you'd find in things like oily fish. We recently published a systematic literature review looking at the effects of nutrition in the acute phase. So that's the phase immediately after concussion. And we've also researched for people that have post-concussion syndrome, which means symptoms that persist longer than the 7 to 14 days post-concussion, that actually nutritional strategies such as omega-3, such as these um, fatty acids, could be very helpful and could help to alleviate some of the symptoms such as migraine, um, difficulty sleeping, difficulty concentrating. And when you look at individual sports, then, I mean, how far off the kind of agreeable standard, if we'll describe it that way, is the level of 
medical supervision of kind of underage and maybe lower tier games because you know regardless of the sport whether it is rugby we mentioned and that gets a lot of focus and concussion or Gaelic games or football you know there's going to be medical personnel and physios and doctors there for the big matches it's the junior match or the fourth or the fifth team or the under 16s or the under 14s where you're less likely to have that type of supervision. Yeah, that's and that's exactly where most of our interest, I suppose, at the Irish Concussion Research Centre comes from. Myself and Ed Daly, who co-founded the centre with me, speak quite openly about the risk in community sport when individuals aren't properly educated about the risks of concussion or what to do if they are worried that somebody has sustained a concussion. Most people look at what happens in the elite sport, but elite athletes are very well looked after because they have a considerable number of medical staff present who are able to treat them immediately. In community games, we're often relying on our volunteers and it's fantastic to have all of those individuals involved in sport, but those individuals aren't medically trained and they shouldn't be trying to diagnose a concussion pitch site. And again, the real recommendation recommendation here is if any child or any athlete has sustained a knock or, or what looks like a hard hit on the pitch, they should be immediately removed and then sent to proper medical um, advice. So it's not it's not that we expect any of our volunteers or coaches to be trying to manage or diagnose concussion. That's not what they're there for. But if you suspect that anything has happened, remove that athlete from play immediately. Dr. Lisa Ryan, head of the Department of Sport, Exercise and Nutrition at Atlantic Technological University in Galway. Lisa, a pleasure and thanks a million uh, for joining us. SFI.ie, Science Foundation website. You can go there and you can find a list of all the different events that are happening in Science Week. Uh, Science Week gets underway next week, but there's events right across the country, wherever uh, you are living, uh, there'll be something for you. So SFI.ie, uh, the website. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.